Her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Who sang that? Who sang that? Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I have oh no idea. Oh my goodness, you don't even know who sang that. Hello and welcome to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. We go through so much today. This is awesome. And remember, if you haven't listened to our last episode with Lawrence Lapard, go and do that, please. It was an unbelievable discussion. Anyway, today we are going to be talking about Kim Kardashian, <laughs> Rio de Janeiro, India, and Jack Dorsey. We have got so much to get through, and I am feeling very bullish. Let's get into it. And remember, nothing we say is financial advice. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, Jim. And me, Jordan. How are you, Jordan? Yeah, I'm good. I am in London en route to Mexico, so flying out on Monday. Oh, so you're, you're en route to Mexico. <laughs> Crikey. And uh, so it's, good. it's an interesting time down in South America, and we can discuss that. So um, very interesting time. But first up, let's talk about this complete and utter idiot. This that this idiot that called Kim Kardashian, <laughs> right? But so multi, she's a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know who she is. For I don't even want to go there. I just, I just wish young girls that just wouldn't look at her or follow her. But she's now in a bit of hot water, isn't she? Yes, and she probably didn't expect to be in this situation. So she promoted. We talked about this on the podcast way back in May because she put it on her Instagram and I seen it and she was promoting a cryptocurrency, which I had never heard of. Neither of us have ever heard of it. And it's called Ethereum Max. And it's just like kind of a duplicate of Ethereum, but it's not the true Ethereum. And she promoted this and now it has been classed as a pump and dump because it has lost so much of its value. So it says that the class, there's a class action. So that means there's a lot of litigants um, claims Ethereum Max operated a pump and dump scheme where misleading marketing is used to inflate the price of an asset, then sold to unwitting investors at a profit. And this is the stuff that gives crypto a bad name. It is. And it really, it's so annoying. Like I looked to, so I looked at Kim Kardashian. She's got, 279 million followers on Instagram alone. I don't even want to know about everything else that she's got. Like, let's just say she's probably got at least half a half a billion followers. A percentage of these are going to invest. If she is, says that she invests in it, they're going to go and invest in it. So they will have been put off by this whole experience. And now they'll just be thinking crypto is bad. But no, it's just this one cryptocurrency that she shouldn't have been promoting because I I assume she does not understand what cryptocurrency really is. She hasn't done that fundamental research, obviously. And at the same time, Ethereum Max started to use former world champion Floyd Mayweather's boxing match with YouTuber Paul Logan or Logan Paul, to promote the cryptocurrency. Mr. Mayweather is said to have also promoted Ethereum Max at a cryptocurrency conference. What are they thinking about? So 
and this, do you know what? I hope they get their asses sued off for it because we're trying to educate and inform people on what cryptocurrency and blockchain can do, mm-hmm. and they can make their own they can make their own minds up whether they want to invest in it or not. But they know we do. But it's almost like you, you just pick some random project called Dundee Coin. You know, let's I tell you <laughs> what, let's can create Dundee Coin or Our Willy Coin, right? <laughs> and it's going to be worth a fortune, like, and then we just pump it all over the place and then dump it. That's the kind of um, shyster mentality that, um, unfortunately. Um, so number one, people do it, and number two, those stars are daft enough to promote it. Mm-hmm. So they've had uh, to kick back. Yeah, no, hundred percent. They will have made millions off of that. They're probably losing that now in the lawsuits, but uh, it's just so frustrating that it's, it'll just put off people of cryptocurrency for even longer now. Yeah, and okay. That's exactly why we don't, because this brought it back to us, like how we've done a fundamental research and we wouldn't, I never want to say anything on the podcast about anything that I haven't done research in. And I haven't done that fundamental, I don't have that fundamental knowledge. I mean, Um, anything called Ethereum Max. As soon as yes. you see that, you're like, what is that? I, mean, I, I, w- I wasn't aware of it, so it hasn't come across yes. my radar until I saw these headlines. They're, they're actually in the BBC. So, you know, you can see regular people who are not really following crypto get on the BBC website and see Kim Kardashian sued in crypto pump and dump case. And all of a sudden it's like, see that crypto? It's just a load of nonsense. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the underlying technologies that we are trying to... Um, inform and educate on anyway kim kardashian you're an idiot floyd mayweather you're an idiot as well you've got far too much money you didn't need any any more money you're greedy um woe betide you said jim in a rant woe betide you i've never heard that saying <laughs> i know oh, i know next up let's how about some good news then in the crypto world yeah definitely what are we going for what oh, so much let's go for it <laughs> Let's go for uh, her name is Rio and she dances on the sand. Who sang that? Who sang that? Uh, <laughs> I don't I have oh no idea. Oh my goodness, you don't even know who sang that. What who is it? So uh, someone has you to tweet us. I know who to, I know who sang it. <laughs> Simon Lebon's the lead singer. So okay. uh, someone now has to tweet us and say who sang Rio. Okay, so tell us about Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> right. So what they have just done, this is huge. This is actually massive. And it shows what is happening in South America and why I'm going over there. So Rio have just announced they're allocating 1% of their reserves to Bitcoin. And if you want to pay your taxes in Bitcoin, you can get up to 10% off. <laughs> so the Rio de Janeiro I'm going to say that again Rio de Janeiro Mayor Eduardo Pais Plans to invest 1% of the city's treasury In Bitcoin And the city may offer additional discounts If property taxes are paid in Bitcoin Brazil's top newspaper O Globo Reported the news on Thursday Citing Pays' comments made at the Rio Innovation Week event. Pays was speaking in a panel alongside Miami Mayor Francis Suarez and said, we are going to launch 
uh, Crypto Rio and invest 1% of the treasury in cryptocurrency. That is amazing. It's just open your eyes. The world needs to open their eyes to what is actually... South America and Latin America, they're going to overtake so many nations around the world if they keep on this path. John, and it just, don't you say that. Don't you say that about Dundee. I don't want Dundee overtaken by Rio de Janeiro. Come on. It's now, happening. It is oh happening. My God. <laughs> oh, no. There will be pure panic in the streets in Dundee if that happens. <laughs> so there's an example, right? So I'm, I, know we're, I know we're laughing and joking, but I'm sitting here thinking, if I was... So we've tweeted the Dundee Council, Dundee MSPs and MPs about this, and would you Multiple like to meet? Times. Absolute radio silence from them. It's yeah. almost like you've got to go and set their building on fire, or go and like go and kidnap their dog before they'll actually take uh, take any notice of you. But there's a there's there's real, which is saying, do you know what? We can see what's going on here. And we're going to take some action now. It's not a lot of money. It's one percent. But I mean, one percent still a start, isn't it? It, that's all I ask for of Scotland and the UK is a start because once you start with this, you are ahead of so many other people. And oh, it's very frustrating now that we are seeing so many people get involved and just getting bounce backs from Scottish government. Mm, interesting. So that's that's and Mia Suarez. So when we when we spoke to Lawrence Lepard on the last podcast, which people just loved. Oh, that's so, already one of our top episodes, by the way. Yeah, so many people have listened, thousands of people have listened to that in the last 48 hours. Ridiculous. Yeah. And they told us that they've, they've let us know they really liked that. But he cited, he said that Mayor Suarez could be a potential presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. That's, it might not be the next election, but if it's a, even if it's the one in four years after that, that's okay. That's good. Yep. yep. And then because, that's when people will start to pay attention. Yeah, because be by that late. time, he has had the opportunity to make Miami a Bitcoin city. And we'll see if it's worked or not, because there's no guarantee it will. Yep. Okay. So any of you MSPs or MPs in and around the Dundee area... <laughs> Jordan and I would love to meet you and spend some time with you to show you what's going on outside of Dundee and the bubble that you live in in Scotland and take you out and, sh- and um, let- give you a flavour of what could be. Now, this we're, people think we're just doing this because we're just mad Bitcoin cryptocurrency dudes, but actually there's a bigger theory at play and you came across this with Fidelity, didn't you? Yeah, game theory which we have mentioned before. And it's just the idea that people are accumulating Bitcoin right now. Like nations are starting to accumulate Bitcoin and other nations are seeing this and they're like, it's too risky not to get involved. So then they have to get involved. And that is what we're going to see. And Fidelity, who is, what are they classed as? An asset manager. I think they're one of the one of the top in America. Without a doubt. And they have came out this week and they said, I don't have the letter in front of me, but they came out this week and they said, this is what we are seeing go on. And we expect plenty more nations to come out in 2022 saying they are accumulating Bitcoin. 
for one of these companies to come out and say that, that's massive. So Fidelity have said more governments and even a central bank could buy Bitcoin in 2022. The investment firms say the high stakes game theory is at play that could lead to further adoption. If Bitcoin increases, the countries that secure some Bitcoin today will be better off competitively than their peers, Fidelity said. So that's the game theory at work, isn't it? Crikey, I need to get in. It's the kind of fear of missing out or what, and knowing what could be. They also went on to say, if Bitcoin adoption increases, the countries that secure some Bitcoin today will be better off competitively than their peers. Therefore, even if other countries do not believe in the investment thesis or adoption of Bitcoin, they will be forced to acquire some as a form of insurance. Right? So come on, Dundee. Come on, Scotland. <laughs> Get it, get in there and get it for 40 grand instead of paying 400 grand in five years. <laughs> but this is huge. We've, ne- we've never actually seen a company like of this size. And because I don't know how much they're holding, but it's trillions, I would imagine. We've never seen them come out in an f- official report and actually put this down. And they have said that they expect more nations to come in in 2022. Wow, we're, we're, it's going to be a totally different world in the next few years, I imagine. Yeah, and you've got China and Russia who are allegedly out the Bitcoin cryptocurrency game. It said China's taking the opposite approach by implementing various bans on the mining and trading of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Fidelity says that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So I think what you have at play here is you have the Americans... And the American banks and the American insurance companies and other institutions all starting to top Bitcoin up and all starting to say that actually maybe we should. Now, ordinary Americans who invest with Fidelity and who watch their adverts will be finding out more about this. So will they start buying some Bitcoin or some Ethereum or whatever other cryptocurrency they want? And then, as you say, that game theory then plays out. They, They then look south at Miami and they look south at uh, Rio de Janeiro and go, well, hold on a minute. Every, everybody else is starting to take me bits of this. Now, let's move another to another part of the globe. Tell us about India, because this is mind-blowing. Yes, it is. <laughs> right, I just want to add in. I look, just looked up. Fidelity have $4.5 trillion under management, wow. which is a hell of a lot. Anyway, let's go to India. So. When was it? It must have been about six months ago, maybe more than that. That we we said on the podcast when it happened that India have banned Bitcoin. And this and we said that this is what nations like that do. Like China, we've seen them ban it, unban it, ban it, unban it. And it's the same for India. They banned it, and now a couple of days ago, they came out and said there is going to be an Bitcoin and Ethereum futures ETF in India. So Taurus Kling Blockchain and Kling Trading India has signed a memorandum of understanding with India INX to launch a planned futures ETF with with proper regulatory approvals this year. That's amazing. So this is them unbanning it, I guess. <laughs> if they're allowing the trading 
of the asset, but I know it's a futures ETF, which we have talked about before. So it's not backed by physical Bitcoin and Ethereum. But the fact that they are allowing cryptocurrency back into the country, this this looks like they are opening up again. Yes. So as we saw, so a lot of countries will try and scare their citizens to say, right, we're not having any of that. If you get caught with that, you're going to the you're going to the jail. Um, you're you're going to be classed. You're going to go and sit in the naughty state. But in the meanwhile, what they're planning is, let's see if we can get as much as we can, as cheap as we can. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fear, uncertainty and doubt all comes in. So, wow, India. So you've got India talking about uh, an ETF, an exchange-traded fund for Bitcoin. You've then got in South America, Rio, talking about putting on the treasury. You've got it in Miami. You've got the mayor of New York. I mean, what what does it take for the mayor of Dundee to say that's it, son? We're putting we're putting ten thousand pound in Bitcoin. Open your eyes, look look what's happening. It's yeah. actually amazing now what is happening, and I don't need to look at the Bitcoin price. I don't even know what the Bitcoin price is right now. I have not looked for about two days. I look at the adoption, and the adoption is mind blowing. What is happening? And that's what makes me so bullish. Really interesting. Um, did, uh, just as an aside, did some did I see something about Ethereum this week? Did you ping me something about Ethereum is going to be some mega? Someone says it's, it's going to be the blockchain of the future, or did I just make that up? Oh, I think what you're referring to is what Vitalik put on Twitter. So he put. Uh, a poll up on Twitter. So Vitalik is the person who founded Ethereum. And he well, also he's, done... He's one of the five, four or five founders. Yeah. And he's the one that stuck with it. Exactly, yeah. So there is other ones, like the founder of Cardano and the founder of Polkadot as well. Also, they, they all came together. He created Ethereum, but Vitalik is the main one that is still there. And he put up a poll on Twitter saying, I'll read it out. So this is a poll for Ethereum community. You wake up in 2035 and 80% of all transactions and savings in the world are in one currency that is not Ethereum. Which would you prefer? And the four choices for the poll were Bitcoin, US dollar, Solana, and Cardano. And this is the poll results. Bitcoin was 40%. Cardano was 41%, Solana was 13%, and US dollar was 6%. Cardano won it by over Bitcoin as well. And this is, it doesn't matter about the price. We know the fundamentals of Cardano are solid. This shows even the Ethereum community know that Cardano is a solid blockchain and they voted for it and it won. And and this this plays into what we talked about at the beginning of the pod. So when you've got that idiot Kim Kardashian and that idiot uh, Floyd Mayweather, right, pumping, you know, getting involved in pumping dumps and stupid, stupid stuff, what Cardano are doing is they're building a platform, a global financial platform that the world's financial markets and whole masses of data 
can be used, can be um, stored on and used on and analysed and played with in a really clever way, in a secure way, in a fast way, in a scalable way. That is what cryptocurrency and blockchain is about. It's about people at Charles Hoskinson building amazing pieces of technology um, that are capable of running NASA on them <laughs> 10 times quicker. That, and that's what excites you and I. And it's just a shame that the, the Kardashian um, <laughs> Mayweather thing just, it just clouds people's vision, doesn't it? It does. Um, and then one other thing to note. So the poll is actually still, I just noticed it's still got two hours left, but there has been 565,000 votes. And if you oh. think, if you think the people who are following Vitalik, who's the founder of Ethereum, they are going to be well clued up on cryptocurrency and they will know about cryptocurrency like it's not just going to be random people who don't know how it all works because he talks quite intricately about cryptocurrency these are clued up people and they voted for cardano i'm not saying that's where it's gonna go but it just gives you that uh i don't know how to describe it it gives you that confidence that even when the price is low for Cardano, you're investing in a fundamentally solid blockchain. Yeah. And I think, so for the audience, I think you can feel, I hope you can feel the, the passion and the, the rationale that Jordan have for specific blockchains and why we, so we invest in them. You make your own mind up, but we've, why we've done so many years reading into what they can do, how they've been built, what languages they've been built on and the, the security they've got, the, the quality of the code. Cause I think here's something I've learned. There's code and there's code. So there's, there's code that is, imagine you go out and you go to the right, so there's Matalan code. You can have code like Matalan where it's cheap and cheerful and it's in and out. And you know what? After a couple of months, it might break. Or you can go out and you can buy, give me a really good brand. What's a top, what's a top of the range brand? Tommy Hilfiger. Right? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, let's say you do Tommy Hilfiger. So it's a bit better. So the Tommy Hilfiger code's potentially better. And then you make all the way up and then you've got whatever. Who's what? What are the big posh, posh fashion houses? That the fashion's great. The quality of the clothing's great. That they, they care about the the people that make it. That's the kind Patagonia. of code. I'm going with that. Okay, Patagonia. That's the kind of code that Cardano is, and that's why we're not buying Matalan code. We're yeah. buying into projects that've got Patagonia code. Does that nice. make sense? Yeah, I like that. That's, that's the way we're thinking about it. All right, so moving on to one guy who knows all about code and who has literally left Twitter, and you can tell right away this guy is now focused on Bitcoin, and that guy is Jack Dorsey. Now, what's he up to? So he is, what he's just done is he's proposing to create, and when I say proposing, I assume he is just going to create it because he is full-time Bitcoiner now. Um, creating a non-profit organization to protect the rights and interests of the Bitcoin developers because they come under a lot of scrutiny um, 
So yeah, he's creating a fund to help them in any any way that they need it because he doesn't want them feeling pressured and want and having to leave because he sees there's been quite a few Bitcoin developers that have left over the recent months just because there's too much pressure on them, if that's legal or whatever. So he's created this fund to help keep them developing Bitcoin and evolving it because it, it even as a blockchain, it has to evolve as well. Yeah. And that's, that was the point. That was the point that people were making about Dogecoin in that Musk, Elon Musk was um, shilling Dogecoin, but, but there was no development in it. It was just a kind of dead blockchain. But Jack Dorsey's doing more. So there's a reason he's doing this as well. So he's planning his non-profit aimed at paying the legal bills of Bitcoin developers who were sued by an Australian computer scientist. Now, this guy's this guy. Oh, no. Are we going to talk about him? Is he, yeah, he's is he involved guy. in it? So basically, the former Twitter CEO sent an email on Wednesday to a mailing list of cryptocurrency creators announcing the creation of the Bitcoin Legal Defence Fund. The non-profit will pit Dorsey's financial muscle against the litigious Craig Wright. Now, this is this guy from Australia. He's now living in Surrey, who's targeted a number of crypto developers in the so-called tulip trading lawsuit. He's basically saying that he created Bitcoin and he's Satoshi Nakamoto. And so people are like, hold on a minute, mate. Who do you think you are? So uh, because he likes to go to court, and my understanding is he's won a couple of big cases over in America. Yeah. Um, so d- what Dorsey's doing is saying, do you know what? I'm a billionaire. No, you're not. And if you want to bully these um, these developers, I'm going to I'm going to make sure they've got enough legal power behind them to stop you doing that. So again, there's, a, there's another wee fight going on. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. I didn't world. I didn't realize it was or one of the reasons was because of him. I I personally hate him, and he he is in a legal battle with. Peter McCormack, who we talk about on yeah. the podcast, because he stated that he he did talk very negatively about him and said that he wasn't Satoshi Nakamoto and went into all that and he yeah, taking him to well, court over it. You're, you're probably on to us now. So yeah, I'm trying to be really careful. <laughs> according to the New York Post, last spring. Wright filed um, a suit in the London court alleging that 16 software developers refused. Um, to help him retrieve 111,000 bitcoins that he claims rightfully belong to him. Wright accused the developers of denying him the private keys to access the currency, which at today's prices would be $4.8 billion. Um, so, I mean, this, what, what this guy obviously thinks he's, or, or is stating that he's um, Satoshi Nakamoto, who was the, the, the founder who wrote the white paper on the Bitcoin um, blockchain, and others are obviously saying, no, you're not. So, um, wow, really? I mean, it's, actually, this would be great if this comes and gets all worked out, but this Australian computer scientist, Craig Wright, seems to be have a real beanie's bonnet that he's the man. Yeah. And I don't know if he is or not. I mean, I don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is, do you? No, I don't. Like, but surely the one way, surely the one way of finding out is because we know Satoshi Nakamoto has yes. a wallet. Yes. So with one million Bitcoin in it, 
So yeah. surely the simple way is to be like, right, I'm going to move one Bitcoin to a different account. Watch this. And because everyone can see it, you would just do that. But I don't it's know. Ab- it's absolutely fascinating. So, you know, we, when we sit here in Dundee, we talk about what was going on. This guy is saying, I'm going to do this. Dorsey, who is, who is he has been right at the centre of Bitcoin since it started. No mm-hmm. one, you can't say Jack Dorsey's not. Um, and he's basically saying, I'm going to take you on, mate. So this is going to be Love interesting. It. Love it. <laughs> um, but you're right. Coming back to the main point, apart, apart from all the, the sort of flummery around it, the Bitcoin blockchain is needs developers to continually tune it up and develop it. And it also needs things like the lightning. So what Jack Mallers is building. So he is it strike, it's called. Yeah. So his strike. his strike app is is going to make Bitcoin lightning fast to do payments on and mm-hmm. cheap, really cheap as well. So I mean that's all coming. And I think so. Did, he, did I not read that Jack Mallers is now targeting is it Argentina? Argentina, you can now use the app in Argentina as well. Wow. This Here you go. Happening. It's all Latin America. It's all happening there. <laughs> and where are you going, Jordan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving me in sunny Dundee. <laughs> okay, just let's let's find, I'm going to throw a curveball to you here. Yeah. Quick one on reserve. Now, you, a, a lot of the listeners who've maybe followed the podcast for a long time know that you and I love the reserve protocol mm-hmm. project because of the, the absolute phenomenal use case it's got and how it's gathering steam in Venezuela. Yeah. But recently it is now, it is almost as if it's coming, it's, we've been waiting for this for months, but it's as if it's coming out of the traps with its main net. It is, honestly, like we didn't plan to talk about reserving this. I'll keep it short and sweet. Okay. Um, what I'm seeing now on Twitter and everything else and what they've just done, they've upgraded or they've upgraded the uh, protocol essentially and moved it onto a new smart contract. That's all technical stuff. Let's stay away from that. But what the important thing that they have done is their seed investors, the very first investors are now, they've now 90% of them have agreed to essentially get their RSR drip fed to them instead of just, handed all to them which people were scared that it was going to dump the market yeah whereas now it's put people at ease you can see nevin who we've had on the podcast before we're going to have one again you can see him coming out and he just feels relieved he doesn't have that pressure anymore he's like this is this was the main criticism of rsr over the years we have essentially fixed it and now we can move forward we got mainnet coming as well. I'm super excited about what's happening, and I'm super excited to actually use the app when I'm in South America. Also, what's your take? Actually, I, 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 I like the fact that I've, I've always, I've always not been happy at Nevin talking about us as speculators. So it's always been my investors and my initial investors, and you guys are speculators. Now nah, I'm sorry, that doesn't really work that way, mate. Um, and I, I'm happy to tell them that when we're back on, but. Um, now that he's been able to um, kind of herd them into a really clever way of they can realise value if they want, but they can also support the project over the next six months and a year as it finally comes of age, 
Um, I think he's him and his team have done really well there. Yeah, very well. Um, interesting that I'm also reading that Will Clemente, who's the moving back to Bitcoin, Will Clemente is the analyst who looks at on-chain metrics, basically said that after the China mining ban over the summer, Bitcoin hash rate has recovered to new all-time highs. This means the Bitcoin network is currently more secure than ever before. That's amazing. We think of mm-hmm. China just shut it down. China shut shut it down and it's now even more secure. Yeah. That just shows you how quickly it can morph and adapt. Yeah, and it didn't go down that whole time. It was live. Wow. Um, again, it's a Friday afternoon. We're, we're recording for tomorrow, for Saturday, and there's just so much going on. I mean, th- okay, let's, re- let's recap. Rio de Janeiro is going to put 1% of the city of the treasury in Bitcoin. Fidelity Investments with $5 trillion under investment is saying that game theory means that countries um, and cities, etc., are going to end up having a Bitcoin on their balance sheet. India has now created a futures ETF. Jack Dorsey's created a fund to, to to defend those who are who are who are working so hard to develop the Bitcoin blockchain. Reserve is about to create its main net, and Kim Kardashian's an idiot. <laughs> you know, she she will not sleep this weekend. She's like that Jim Duffy and Dundee. That Dundee boy called me an idiot. But, if you were Dundee, you'd be called a lot worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so when, when are you away? Are you away this weekend to Mexico? Yeah, I fly on Monday. So next wow. time we record and put the podcast out, I will be in Mexico. You'll be in Mexico. Gosh. So I th- as I said, it'll be really interesting to find out just how Mexico, how Latin America is looking at cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And feel it and experience it. Yeah, exactly. I'm so excited, and hopefully, I can document as much as possible on the podcast and on YouTube and on socials as well. Well, I've got a party tonight, Jordan. Oh wow! I'm what, that, go, you're partying down the Number ten down is to your partner. That's a place to go for a party. Bring your own. Bring your suitcase, though, because they did. You hear that they were stocking up their alcohol. Oh, no. In the local off license oh, and taking man. it back. <laughs> I should. I'm. I'm. I'm tempted to. I mean, I may some MSP or some Scottish politicians not setting them a bottle of Buckfast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> please do. Oh man. It, I mean, we're laughing, but it's ridiculous. What is happening? Oh, it is ridiculous. Okay. Let's. So let's get back to serious things. Enjoy. Have a safe trip, and I will. I'm looking forward to our first podcast with you. Are you going to be called Jose or Pepe? Uh, I was going to go with Hordan. Hordan, Hordan <laughs> Walker, Hordan. <laughs> Adios, amigo. <laughs> See you later. Bye, everyone. Have a nice weekend.